Amen. Yeah, you clap for that, right? <laughs> Joy unspeakable, faith unseekable, love unstoppable, anything is possible. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. We come tonight with um, great joy in our hearts. I mean, somebody said beforehand, uh, one of the people that were serving in one of the areas tonight said beforehand, we should all have the biggest smiles on our faces tonight and have the greatest joy because our pastor, one of our pastors has been healed. God is doing so many amazing things, y'all. And we can't wait, I can't wait for Marcia to share more and more of her story and the story and her testimony of what God is doing and continues to do. But for tonight, God is doing it. He has done it. He is doing, he has done miraculous works. It's seriously. He has heard and has answered the prayer of his people. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where my faith has been shaken. It, Faith unsinkable, faith unshakable, maybe. There's been times in my life where my faith was shaken. And I didn't necessarily know. But I know. Do you know? God is building the faith of his people, I believe, through this story. Through this work. He has chosen, he's choosing. And I, I don't even, we can't even fathom what he's going to do and what he's doing through it, but it's happening. Faith unsinkable. Let me ask you this. If you come in here tonight, and you, if you're honest, if, you're, if you were to say, you know what? My faith is a little shaky right now. Like, Eric, if, if I were to be really honest with you, I, I, I want to believe, it's like that that man in the Bible that said when his son was demon-possessed and Jesus was there and he came upon him and the father said, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. That dichotomy of that tension point, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. If you're in here tonight and you are the kind, you are in a situation and you're in a season of life where you're like that, God, I do believe, I do believe in Jesus. I do believe in God's miraculous power, but help me overcome my unbelief. I want you to know that God is with you and he knows exactly where you're at and he knows exactly what you need and I would tell you tonight in testimony full of faith in my heart that God loves you and God is with you in whatever you are facing tonight whatever is going on in your family and in your situation and I can tell you I have had seasons in my life where I'm like I, I, I believe I do believe I believe, I read it, I do believe, and God talks to me, and I know it's true. But I am struggling right now, actually, to be honest, really believing. I've had seasons like that. But we're talking about thriving as a church. But we're not just talking about thriving as a church, we're talking about thriving as individual people. I don't know what thriving looks like to you, but at the baseline, I think that in order for us to be able to thrive in life, we gotta settle the decision whether or not we really believe God. Whether or not we really believe what God says. 
however he chooses to answer a prayer. For whatever circumstances might come, we believe him. And we know that what he says is true and it's real and it's the perfect and fallible word of God. If you come in here tonight and you're in a situation or a season where you're like, you know what, I don't know if I really believe the Bible or God's word or his voice, I pray that you will move towards a faith step of believing God's word. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they would have life and have it to the full. That's what Jesus wants for us, each, of, each one of us. He wants each one of us to have life and have it to the full eternally and here on earth. And he wants us to thrive, whatever that looks like. But I think more than anything, it looks like thriving on the inside. The inside of our heart, the inside of our thoughts, the inside of our soul, the inside of our life, the secret places that are deep down in. I think that God wants us to thrive there more than he really does on the outside. And sometimes people might think thriving looks like the kind of car we have or the house that we have or where we live or how many pair of shoes or whatever the case may be or what your retirement account might look like. And those things might be considered blessings or whatever, but really I think what God wants is for us to thrive on the inside. What's going on in the inside of me? What kind of things are happening in my heart? What kind of things are going on in my mind? In those secret places that only you and God know about. That's where we can really thrive. And then when those things are thriving, the outside will thrive that much more as well. Whatever that happens to look like. I know there's times where life seems easier and we think we can thrive more deeply. But Jesus came. We would have life and have it to the full. Just like last week, Marcia preached about it and she said that it starts with a seed. A thriving life begins with the quality of a seed planted deep. And it's true, but she said, Jesus is the original God seed. You want to have a thriving life? Run to Jesus. Plant in Jesus. And then she showed this picture of a sunflower. And it was a seed, and she loved sunflowers. And we got a lot of people sent sunflowers to her room, and they're at home, and it's beautiful. But a seed planted deep. But not just a seed, but the seed, the original God seed, Jesus. So the question tonight from that is this, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Is he the one that you have built your life upon because he is the rock? He is the cornerstone. He is the foundation. We can build a life on something else and it will never be as deep or thrive as well on the inside. Jesus, the original God seed. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about how we can thrive and, and the next kind of step is this. We need good soil. A thriving life can grow when we have good soil. 
I don't know about you, but I like it when a lawn looks good. I, I, I like it when my lawn looks good. Unfortunately, right now we, we rent, and so I don't have any control over our yard. I don't mow it, I don't fertilize it, but it looks okay. But I like it when a lawn looks good. I got it started way, way back when I was in high school and I worked on a golf course and we made it look really pretty and we made stripes on it and it looked great. I thought from that point on, I want my yard to have stripes on it. And so I used to go home and, and we had this little push mower and I would go back and forth and I'd do the best I could. It just wasn't the technology nor the mowing skill that we, and the mowing tool that we needed to make those kind of stripes. But they weren't, they were crooked too. And it, it just didn't look that great. But I wanted our yard to, to look good. Now, when I got old enough and I had my own house and we had our own house and we moved to Anderson, Indiana, I had, we had our own yard and I wanted it to look good. Now, when we first moved there, it kind of looked a little bit like this. A little bit brownish. I don't know if this picture looks brown or not to you, but it's not, it wasn't quite the green. There were weeds, there were dandelions, there were things there that I just didn't like. And I decided I would try and put it upon myself to kill those things. And so I bought this pump sprayer kind of thing. And I went to Lowe's and I bought things. And I was just walking around our yard trying to kill this stuff. And no matter what I did, every other week, more weeds were there. It never, ever got rid of the weeds. And the yard never looked like I wanted it to, to look. It definitely wasn't a thriving, beautiful yard at all. And so I found out that there was this man in our church. His name was Rick. And he used to own his own landscaping business. In fact, he was the greenskeeper at one of the large universities next to us called Ball State before he retired. And so I knew he knew what he was doing. He was an herbiculture expert. And so I walked up to him at church one day and I said, hey, Rick, he said, yeah. And he was a military guy too. We were not friends, but we knew each other. And I said, hey, Rick. He said, what? And I said, hey, my yard is ugly. And uh, I don't want it to be ugly, and no matter what I do, it doesn't look good, it's not thriving, it doesn't look good at all, it's got weeds, and it's just the grass, I mow weeds. I don't want to mow, want, there's a little bit of grass, but I want to mow grass. And I want it to look nice. And he, I said, so I was wondering, would you be interested in mentoring me in my yard? And he went, yes I would. <laughs> I would like to mentor you in your yard. And I was like, are you serious? He said, yeah, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what to buy, you buy the stuff, and I have the tools, and I'll come over, and we'll administer it on your yard, and it's going to take some time, and you got to have patience, but you'll get there, and it'll look better, well, anything would look anyway. The way your yard was, the front looked decent, but the further you got back into our yard, the worse it was. And she said, he said, it will take time, but it will look good eventually. And so he did. He bought the stuff. I bought the stuff. I told him what to buy. And I didn't know. I didn't know that you could kill all the weeds in the world on top of the yard. But if you didn't do the work down in the soil, it was not ever going to really make a difference. Because he said, in order for your yard to grow grass eventually, what we have to do, Eric, is we have to get nutrients down into your yard, into the soil, so that the grass and the seeds and the seeds that come out of the grass, when they go down into the soil, they can actually grow and germinate and thrive and sprout, and you'll have more grass. And then it's a cycle 
where you have more nutrients and more seed and more grass and more nutrients and more seed and more grass. And over time, your yard will be full and green and we'll put fertilizer on it too, which will help, but we had to get nutrients down in there. Things like, I mean, think about this, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus. I mean, I was not going to Lowe's and buying that stuff and putting it into my grass. I was just trying to kill the top. I was just trying to get rid of the things on top. But he told me, we've got to get down deep and get those nutrients down in there. And a thriving, yard will result. Well, a few years later, this is what our grass looked like. When that picture was taken, when that picture was taken, the people that actually bought our house, because this was on, in that season, thought it was photoshopped. But it was not, it was real. Green and pretty and lush. That's not the most important thing in life, a pretty yard. But it was important to me in some ways and fun. The boys did not love how often we had to grow a mullet through the years, but it was fun taking care of that yard. Just like a yard, getting those nutrients deep down. It's that way in my heart, in your heart, in my life, in our world as well. In order for us to thrive, we have to be intentional at putting things inside of us they're going to enable us to grow. A thriving life will grow when we fill ourselves up with the daily nutrition, like Marcia said last week, of the Word, worship, the Lord, His people. A thriving life can happen in our lives whenever we fill ourselves up with truth, positive thoughts, the promises of God, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things. The soil must be good in order for the grass to really grow, and good soil will allow us to have deep roots in our life. And it looks like this cross-section. You've got to have deep roots going deep down in, but it starts with those nutrients getting down into the soil of our lives. If you find yourself tonight not really thriving, maybe it's not just because your faith is wavering a little bit, but then pull back and be like, why is my faith wavering a little bit? Why am I questioning God? Why do I not believe? Is it because of that unresolved thing that happened in my life? Or is it because of that unresolved hurt? Is it because of something that just, I don't know what the reason might be that your faith might be wavering a little bit, but the truth is if we can choose to turn back to the Word of God, it's never going to get different until we really decide to look at God and get honest with Him and say, God, I am having a hard time right now believing that you're going to make a difference in this, but I'm going to choose right now to believe that you can, and if you choose to, you will, and that your word is the truth, and that is the word of God, and whatever you say to me, I'm going to choose to believe it. We can try to do things on our own and figure it out, but I can tell you this right now. In different seasons of my life, but I'm just going to specifically speak of this current season. The last several months that Marcia and I has been going through. I can tell you this, that I've watched her. I have been front row seat. I have watched her choose to turn her faith 
direction, her gaze, direction to God, her Lord, her Savior, Jesus Christ, to God the Father, and believe Him, and believe His Word, and believe what He is saying. And even when the enemy might try to bring in some kind of doubt or fear or worry or concern in there, which they came, believe me, they come, don't they? Those things come our way, don't they? They absolutely do. And you know it. You know the things that you think when you drive down the road. You know the things you think whenever you're laying in bed at night and you can't sleep. Those lies, those things, those dark secrets, those whatever, they come. But the truth is, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, can turn those things and we can turn to Him and choose to believe that the truth is the truth and what God says is the absolute truth. And it will never change. The Word of God is God's Word. It is His voice. And I'm telling you right now that I've watched her. I have watched her. And there have been times that I have sat back and I have said things maybe to her later, but maybe many things just pondered even in my heart and watched her choose to have faith and choose the things that she has posted, the pictures that she has made, the scriptures that she has spoken, the words of encouragement she has said to you, looking at the cross and saying, this is how I fight my battles. I'm a warrior, not a wimp. All these kinds of things, example after example after example, it has not just been fluff. It is not something just to be some kind of stage presence. It is absolutely the truth of who she is in her heart because she chose to believe that God is her Father and Jesus is her Lord and the Word of God is true and whatever happens, She's willing to go through it because God said, I will be with you through it. And I can give you example after example after example after example of that. I believe that one of the reasons why my wife can thrive is because her soil is richly has rich nutrients in it and it is deep and rich and full of God's word. Amen. The truth. Yeah. His voice. And it's deep within the secret places of her heart. Amen. In her mind. Now, I can, I can tell you that for me myself, I have, in this season, I look back and I sometimes am like, man, I, I think, I just, I wish that I had not worried so much about that. Or been so, but I, I sometimes just do that, you know? But I can tell you this, that everything that I had a thought come in about a worry or a fear or a what if or this, those things are real, aren't they? We can believe the word of God and we still, we're human. And I guarantee both of us and you too, you have those things, you have those things. What if this happens? What if we don't get this amount of money? What happens if we don't have that answer to prayer? This might go out in a second because I heard it just kind of go in and out there. But what happens if we don't get the answer that we think that we need, what if God doesn't come through? Let me tell you something. God has already come through. He sent Jesus Christ. He lived, died, and rose again three days later, and he's, he's already come through, no matter whatever happens. But we have those questions, don't we? We're human. What if my marriage doesn't get better? What if I can't break that habit? What if I can't stop doing that thing that I don't want to do? 
What if I can't become a better man? What if I can't become the woman of God I really want to be? What if that deep, deep, secret thing really is who I am? But really, it's a lie. We all have those things. I can tell you through this journey, every time that I would worry about this or I'd fret about that, the Lord would come through with a truth. And I want to say, I am so thankful that I chose at some point in my life to believe God is God. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And his word is the truth. And when he says he will do it, he will do it. Early on in this journey, a scripture was given to me. And it was this. Do not be afraid. Just believe. She will be healed. Do not be afraid. Now this is not just some word. This is scripture. Do not be afraid. Just believe. She will be healed. This will not end in death. And let me tell you something. I know eternal life is the way it always ends for someone who has chosen to believe Jesus is the Lord and Savior. But the Lord gave me those words, and I, because of my faith in the soil that is in my heart, I can choose to believe that. And any time a lie or a friend or something that might come by, I can say, no. I won't be afraid. I will believe, I do believe, she will be healed. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means, but I believe it. I can stand right now and I can look back and I can proclaim and I can, I can tell you this, that this journey has and is building my faith. I, I, have, a re, I have a renewed uh, belief in God hearing and answering the prayers of his people, and that his purposes are his purposes. So if you're in here tonight, and you know that the condition of your heart, the condition of your soul, isn't so rich, the soil of your heart isn't so full of truth and godliness and worship and I believe God. Here's the good news. Every single second of our life, we can choose to put things into us. They're gonna help the condition of our soul, our heart, to get richer and the soil of our heart to get better and ready to receive his word and let it grow. So a thriving life can grow when we have deep roots. When our life is built on Jesus Christ, the rock, when the soil of our hearts is rich, giving full of those nutrients, when we have faith that God can do what he says he's going to do, a, thri a thriving life can grow when we have deep roots. Yeah. Look with me in Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. We're not going to uh, have it all up on the screen because it's a very long passage, but I'm just going to read it from the New International Version. Chapter 13, verse 1. That same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. 
Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, they had told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. He was scattering the seed, and some fell on the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, but because the soil was shallow, when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Another seed fell on thorns, which grew up and choked out the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And then a little bit later, he was talking to his disciples, and he said, listen to this, verse 18. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Okay, so, we're talking about soil, we're talking about roots, we're talking about seeds. Yes, Jesus is the original God seed, and we need him in our heart. But can we say tonight that anytime we read scripture, anytime we believe the word of God, anytime we have a worship song that comes up into our heart, anytime we're in fellowship with the women's group or the men's group at our church or the senior adult group or any other fellowship like that, anytime we're in church on Saturday night worshiping God together, anytime we're encouraging one another, anytime we believe the word of God, those are good seeds. Those are all good seeds that are thrown out, that we throw out, that are thrown out to us. Every single one of those is an opportunity for a seed to fall and land on our heart and in our life to help us to grow, to help that word to go down deep and grow. So whatever the condition is of your and my heart tonight, the parable of the sower that we're talking about is true. We're all in one of these conditions. We are all one place or another, but the good news is we can all and all can choose to move towards having rich, good soil in our lives, in our hearts, where the word, where those seeds are thrown out onto our hearts, they go down deep. The roots can go down deep and they can sprout and grow because ultimately, what is God's will? God's will, Jesus said it, is that you would have life and have it to the full. God's will is for you and I to thrive. He wants us to be thriving people, individuals, on the inside out in our personal lives and then in our families and then in our workplaces, in our circles, and then in our church and every other place we are and then to the world because the ultimate will of God is that we thrive so much that we're so fruitful that we bear a, a harvest that is 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. God is building his church. And get this. For every one of us, the minimum is 30 times what is sown. Not just a little, not just one time, one. But the minimum is 30 times. But can also be 60 or 100 times, or even more, immeasurably more what God can do through us. But as that seed is put out into your and I's hearts, God's will is for us to have life to the full and to thrive. And what does thriving look like? It means bringing Him so much glory and the church growing, 
And more and more people whose hearts then will come into a faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so that the kingdom of God grows and expands so more and more people are going to go to heaven. What does thriving look like? Well, that's what it looks like for you and for me. And so wherever condition your heart, the soul, the soil of your heart is tonight, choose by faith to let it get more rich, more nutrients in there, not just tonight, but tomorrow and the next day as you read the Word of God and worship Him in truth and think on good things and believe His promises and listen to what He says and choose to believe what He says. All of those things will help our hearts to get more and more ready to receive the Word as it comes in our lives, right? So we can thrive. We do not want to be like this first individual, this first example. When anyone hears the message of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in their heart. We want you to be a part of a, a life group or a part of a the women's group or men's group or whatever group you can be and be here on Saturday nights and have church service and have conversations so that if you have stuff that you just don't understand, we want you to understand. The last thing we want is to let the enemy to continue to snatch away what's being sown in you. That's not his business. You are not his business. You're God's business. This is the seed that is sown on the path. The seed that is sown on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. That happens so much. I received the word with the good seed with joy in my heart. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Can we just say, this is kind of what I'm talking, one of the things I'm really talking about tonight. Persecution, maybe because of the word, but certainly because life has that kind of stuff in it. Or trouble, when trouble comes, and trouble does come that we do not have to be the kind of people that lose faith and lose heart. We can struggle, we can have people gather around us and all that kind of stuff that we're talking about and have those thoughts, but we can turn and choose and believe and have good soil in our hearts so that it's, there's deep roots going on so that when those troubles come, our life doesn't fall apart. Ultimately, because our life is built on Jesus Christ, the solid rock, rather than shifting sand. Everyone in here that's lived life at all knows that those, those seasons come, right? But we have roots deep, deep down. We can thrive because our heart is ready and that that, that, that grass or that tree or the condition of our heart, whatever you want to use as an analogy of fruitfulness and deep roots and thriving, whatever analogy you want to use, the, really what we're talking about is our life, our heart, our soul. We can thrive even when those tough times in life come. I can't tell you how encouraging it is to know that we are a part of a body of believers that love one another. And that when tough times in life come or good things happen, we pray for one another or we celebrate with one another or whatever it is in between. That is family. That is so good. And that's who we are. Whatever you're going through, no one will judge you. 
You will be loved, and we will help you to know that, the, that Jesus Christ, that God loves you, and that you can be honest and God, with God and with somebody in a safe place, and you can grow, and the enemy cannot have any control in your life. How encouraging is it for me to walk into a church tonight, and one of the first people I see say to me, every time I drove by the hospital, I just did this in prayer. And over your wife's room. I didn't know where she was really. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. When my wife sits and she talks about the women's group and how much she loves them and she loves you all, she loves you. And she's talking about you and how much she just wants this journey to be a part of your faith growing, and I know that it is. I want to be a part of a church that has that kind of care and concern and love for one another like that. I've got men in our men's group that are texting and, and saying, how's Marcia praying for her? Guys, I want to be a part of a church. I am a part of a church like that. It's not that I want to be. I am. I'm a part of this church. That's what this church is like. That's this church. Everybody, listen, God is building his church. These people that are out there in your lives that need that kind of place where they can grow and grow and grow in the fertile soil of their heart and come to know Jesus Christ as Lord, we are a part of a faith body that is like that. Thank you, Jesus. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. We want to thrive. It starts, uh, it starts with a seed that goes deep. Beyond that, that the condition of the soil in our heart is, is rich. You know what? It doesn't have to be that difficult. If you're like, my heart condition and the soil isn't that rich, you know what? You can just, you can just do a thing as simple as choose to believe God and His Word and just put... The Bible, maybe a Bible app on your phone or something, and read one scripture a day and choose to believe what God's saying to you. It can be just that simple. It doesn't have, I mean, it can be, or it can be, I'm doing the Bible, whatever it is, but it is really about the word of God and believing what he says so that when things come in our life, that that word, that truth comes up from our heart into our minds so that we can claim that as truth, that this is what I know, this is what I believe. And so that we step and make decisions so that our gaze and where we go and what we do and what we choose not to do is all for the glory of God and just continues to grow deeper and richer. And so that when those seeds come, they can be fertile and fertile soil and then grow deep, deep roots. Deep roots. Roots that go deep. So that the, when the things of life that are difficult come our way, it doesn't 
get blown away or snatched up or burned or ripped out or torn, but because we're putting good things down inside of our heart and our roots can go deep, deep, really deep. That takes intentional thinking, intentional believing, intentional choosing God and believing what he says. Choosing to worship rather than worry. I'm so thankful that God can give people songs that, that, that can encourage us when we hear the words of those. There's some songs that Marcia has and then I've had, you have too, that you're driving down the road and you listen to that and it's like, God, just speak straight to your soul. And it's like, yes, it goes deep. You believe it. I want to ask you this right now. Is there a truth in scripture that is a staple belief for you? That no matter what comes your way, no matter what lie, you can turn that truth back and say, you know, no, this is what I believe. This is the truth. This is what this is what's in my heart. It comes up with that worry or that fret or that doubt or that whatever, that that truth comes up. Guys, it is God's will that we live life to the full and that we live lives that are, lives that are thriving because the seed has gone deep. The condition of our Heart, the soil is rich with truth, with good, good, good nutrients. And that that word can go deep and be deeply rooted, deep, deep roots. With God, all things are possible. So no matter what condition you find yourself in here tonight choose to turn and believe and say, God, I want my heart to be in such a way that when your word comes my way, that it will go deep and begin to root deep down within my being. So that then, no matter whatever comes my way in life, I can say, I am deeply rooted in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I am, my life is founded on God and his promises, and I choose to believe him, and I will worship him, and I will live for him no matter whatever comes my way. I'm telling you this right now. It, it is so inspiring to me to have seen and heard come out of my wife's mouth things like, you know, I don't want cancer. I don't want to go through this. Who would? I don't want her to. I didn't want her to. I, we don't want anyone to have to do that. But to say things like, but God, if you want me to. And somehow this will build other people's faith. Let me tell you something. A, per, a person can't say that kind of stuff unless there is deep, deep, deep roots of God and the Lord and truth and scripture and faith knowing that no matter what comes my way, I will not be swept away. I will stand strong no matter what. And here's the good news. Every single one of us can have that kind of depth. Don't think you can't. 
And if you bought a lie that where you are is as far as you can get in your faith, mm -mm. just keep stepping. Just keep believing. Just keep trusting. And you know what? Even when you don't trust, say, God, I'm choosing right now to trust you. I have done that time and time and time and time again. Help me to believe. I do believe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the ways that he provides for us to grow and go deep and to thrive. Let's do it, church. Let's be a church that thrives. Let's be a church by being individuals that thrive. Yielding a crop that is 160, 30 times what was sown. For God's glory, amen? You were made to thrive. God made every single one of us to thrive. So do it. Choose it. Be it. Live it. Proclaim it. For God's glory. Father, thank you for hearing our prayer tonight. Thank you for hearing our heart tonight. And God, I want to pray right now as we respond to you in this, God, that you would help us to, to choose to, to, to believe you and to listen to you and to let your word move within our hearts so that our hearts get more and more fertile and ready to receive your word daily so that things will be, be deeply rooted so that no matter what happens in our life, God, that we will choose to believe. Amen. God, thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight during these songs, if you'd like to respond in any